We're just getting started, man. <laughs> Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 120 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Thank you for rating. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't done that already, get that done. If you rated and reviewed, do it again. Tell a friend to subscribe and share this episode, man. Combo Nation, we're out here. Today's show, Max McCoy, host of the Looking Up podcast, joins in, formerly of Mind Body Hoops. Great conversation with Max. Max actually attempted a 30-day digital detox. That means no social media, no phone unless it's for work. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. And we had a great conversation. Glad Max was able to join in. Glad we were able to have that conversation. And I'm glad you guys will be able to listen in. Follow Max on Instagram at max. W-M-C-C-O-Y. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Check out our Patreon page. I'll put a link in the description for that. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. McCoy was Mind Body Hoops podcast. Now it's uh, yes, sir. Up. For the longtime listeners, uh, you might remember Max. I was actually, I think his first. You guest, were my right? first podcast guest, man. I got a, I got a spot in my heart for you. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. How many, how many guests have you had uh, since? I think I'm at almost sixty now, and we've been doing it, doing it for wow. a year. Yeah, we're almost at sixty, and it's uh, twenty twenty is going to be awesome. Well, congrats to you, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to it more. I really enjoy Appreciate it. it. Tell us a little bit more about the podcast. Tell us why you changed the name and um, just everything you got going yeah, on. Yeah, man, with the podcast, it's I just wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So for me, um, basketball, mind, body, hoops was awesome. The mind, body part especially was a big part of what I was doing. My listeners know like a lot of the things I was talking about was mindfulness, was mindset, was how we could optimize our body with breath and movement and things like that. And basketball was just like the means as to how you can apply this information. And so moving forward with me not being like a professional basketball player or anything, it just didn't fit anymore moving forward. Um, I have my own freelance business. I have a, I'm a freelancer. And so my sport, if you will, now is like business entrepreneurship, but also I'm still applying the things I learned as an athlete. So for me, I just wanted to, I wanted my brand to evolve with me as I was growing. Mind Body Hoops was a great launching pad for me to get started and to learn a lot. And now looking up is just the the next step of that. Looking up for me means a lot of things. Can mean looking up in any way you want to look up, but we still cover the same topics. You know, it's a lot of mindfulness, a lot of mindset, a lot of optimizing your physical and mental performance for whatever you want to apply that to, whether that's basketball still or it's business in my case or it's anything else. So that's kind of the vibe. That's why I changed it. I just wanted a, a container that would grow with me. And for me, I view it as it's a little awkward right now, this transition, but it's like, I'm, it's like I'm switching shells. You know, this is a metaphor. I like, <laughs> I, ha- right. I have one shell. Now this new shell is a little broader, a little bigger, and it's a little uncomfortable right now, but it's, 
I'm growing into my shell. I'm expanding into it. So I'm really excited. They say you don't go through life. You grow through life, Max. You know what exactly, I mean? bro. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> but I'm happy for you. And actually, just in the beginning of this conversation, I could tell how much you grew as like just your voice and as a podcaster, you know, the way you explain yourself. I've seen a lot of growth. Oh, thank you, man. You were kind of, you were actually a guy who was able to just talk into a mic right off the bat, which was good. But I just hear so much growth oh, now. So I'm really thank happy you, man. for you. And then, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a process of just like trusting yourself, I guess. Is there anything you learned? about yourself from being a podcaster that you didn't think would happen like when you first started? Man, uh, such a good question. I think podcasting, one of my first guests actually said this to me because I asked him that exact question. I was like, hey man, how is podcasting for you? I'm just getting started. And he was like, man, podcasting has been the single most important personal development tool of my life. And when he said that, it like, it made me excited, but I didn't expect it to really ring true for me. You know, everybody's different, but I would say podcasting for me as well has been the most important personal development tool I've ever done. And I'm literally the guy that all I talk about is personal development. But um, for me, what surprised me to answer your question was just like how much it forced me to grow in so many areas. I definitely was ready for the challenge to get over the insecurity of how my voice sound. I was ready to, um, work on being able to articulate ideas and speak and have a conversation. Like that was the part of it I expected, but I didn't expect it to influence so many other aspects of my life in terms of like the people I started uh, to get to know and how they would introduce me to someone and, and how it just made me view the world a little differently with a little more curiosity. So it was a, it was a, a transformative year and I, I would give so much of that credit to the podcast and podcasting process. So, uh, I definitely was surprised just by like how much the process of podcasting, no result tied to it, just the actual process of reaching out to guests, uh, scheduling conversations with people you respect. And even though you, I'm sure you can relate, you get nervous for some guests, if not all of them like me, uh, but you have to push through that. And so my relationship with like normal fears and, and things like that really transformed. And then the way it, it helped my business, man, because I was able to, connect with people that were like-minded and, and to be able to work professionally with people like that is just such a good fit. So I was, ex I did not expect for it to, as cheesy as it sounds, change my life, but I would say that uh, for sure podcasting did that for me. What is podcasting? Uh, is there anything about podcasting that has surprised you in this process? I haven't talked to you in about a year, man. So, uh, Oh, surprise. Let me see the surprise, man. You know what? Actually I'm surprised. So I was playing basketball since I was seven years yeah. old, right? I played overseas for many years. You know, I played at the college level. I obviously played at the high school level. And I realized that there was a lot about basketball that I did not mm. know. You know, and it, I'm a highly confident person, so maybe that was just like some, some kind of arrogance, you yeah. know what I mean? But now I realize there was so much to learn, and, and I'm thinking I could probably learn a lot more because I spoke to so many intelligent minds that – even people that have broke down films for hours and hours and hours, you know, I wasn't doing that while I was playing. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I just learned so much about the game of basketball mm. and life. I wonder if it has to do with like, I feel the same way. I wonder if it has to do with how much information's out there now. And, and, and before, yes, and when, when we were hooping, it. it was like, it was like, if you knew the trainer, you got those things. But now it's like, we have access to, you know, the best trainers in the world at our fingertips. And we're like, oh, we can, I can do right. that. I can do that. So it's, it's a whole different world. That's yeah, part of the it. The game's evolving because of that. But uh, I feel you, man. Yeah. And I think just having the conversation, hearing it, and then also I always listen to my podcast mm. again. 
So I think just consuming it after I have it, I just really learned oh, yeah. a lot from my it's conversations. A process, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Okay, so you read you read the book. Uh, you read this book, uh, Digital Minimalism. Yep. Cal tell, Newport. Tell us it. about yep. Cal New. Yeah, and um, were, was this something you were thinking about before the book? And just tell us more. Man, about I uh, I do this thing at the end of the year every year where I kind of review my year and I talk about kind of what I did well, what I did, what I want to work on the next year. And if I look back to like the last three years of doing this. Almost every year, um, one of the things I want to work on is uh, is this relationship I have with my phone and social media. So at the end of the year, I'll kind of write down, like, what did I spend too much time doing? Like, And one of those things has always been just mindlessly scrolling on social media. Um, and so for me, it's it's been something I've been working on, and it's uh, for years. Like, I've been trying to deal with this relationship I've had with my phone. And it, I would say it has not gotten better, especially because like with the podcast and with the brands I've built and the things yeah. I do on the phone, uh, my work is so closely tied to things like Instagram that um, it can be a, a weird blurred line between entertainment. Let me ask you one thing. Yeah. Are you happy and enjoying it while you're on the phone working on what you're working on? Uh, it's a fine line, man. Yeah. Like I, so this is where I, this is what I was going to say was like, it's a fine line between entertainment and then what I'm actually doing and working on. So when I'm working okay. on something and sharing work and uh, consuming people's content that I really enjoy and learn from, hell yeah, I love it. And that's something I really learned after this detox was that there's a lot I do love about this platform. And that's why we all use it. You know, there's a lot of things, but one of the things is, um, and what's makes this so complex is that the benefits and the harms are so deeply embedded within each other. So it's like, so it's hard to just paint it black or white. It's not a black or white thing, but for me, yeah, for years, okay. man, I was, uh, I, I wanted to change my relationship with my phone. I read this book, digital minimalism by Cal Newport. He basically lays out, um, he's just a really good writer. I just really resonate with how he writes. He writes like a lawyer. So he writes with the facts first and he, 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 he's clear in his arguments and he cites a lot of sources and, he talks to people who help develop these apps like Instagram and Google. And um, he talked to the, a lot of the founders of these people of which have turned on the apps since and, and talk about these apps negatively and how addictive they can be. So he just wrote a really good book, put it into perspective for me. And when I read the book, um, it basically felt like a perfect timing for me to like really put my money where my mouth is. And so I took a 30 day uh, digital detox, uh, attempted a 30 day digital detox where I did no social media, no listening to podcasts, no YouTube and no TV for 30 days. And uh, that was in November. Let me play devil's advocate real quick. Um, a lot of what you do is actually on social media. If you, I mean, the only reason people are going to know about this is because of social media, you know, because of your podcast. Did you ever think about doing this and not telling anybody? Yeah, that's, that was actually something I uh, for sure had to like question with myself was like, was right. like, how hypocritical of you, Max, like talk about the self. I'm telling you, like I, <laughs> right. inner critic is loud, man. So how hypocritical of you to be doing a digital detox yet sharing and posting all along. So I was post uh, from my computer with a software called later.com. You can upload posts and it schedules and posts them for you to Instagram. And I was doing that. I was, I was still recording okay. podcasts and posting them. And, and then I had an assistant, if you will, like help. It was basically a friend that I would, if I needed to get like links out and so people could swipe up my stories, I would send it to him and he would post it to my story. And, and that way people could still find my podcast. The, the way, so I had to just choose a decision. Like, am I going to do it and not tell anybody or am I going to do it 
uh, and still share. And I came to the the decision to keep sharing because my thought process, and I'm not saying this is like right or wrong. It's just my thought process was uh, I, if I'm going to be able to do this for 30 days, if I wasn't, be, if I wasn't able to touch my work at all, I wouldn't do it. So the fact that I'm doing any version of this for me is healthy. Um, and then B, if by sharing my, you know, about my experiment that one person in the world, say like some kid in Kentucky sees that I'm doing this and has a really negative, addictive relationship with his phone, like I do and follows my lead and it changes his life and makes it worth it for me. So that was kind of my thought process. It's definitely hypocritical to, uh, to post about, uh, a, a detox when, you know, post on Instagram when I'm not on Instagram, but that was kind of my thought process through it. I listened to your podcast this morning, actually, and you spoke to how uh, Cal was saying that people aren't living an intentional life. I really didn't even know what that meant. So can you speak to what an intentional life is? Yeah, this is a good question, man. You're a good interviewer. I forget, bro. Thanks, man. I've been doing it a long time, Max. Right? You know, you know, we're actually uh, we're, we're close to 120 episodes. It's about to be two years. Back to man, movies, you, man, you've been doing this. So your question was, uh, what what is an intentional life? Yeah, an intentional life, because because I don't even know if yeah. it's a good thing. Maybe I don't want to live that. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean. Um, an intentional life. Hmm. Let me make sure I answer this honestly. Uh, for me, it's like okay, you could go like for me at least. I could uh, there's I could see myself just kind of following like I, I've. I'll be honest, I have a, uh, a naturally addictive personality. So let me let me preface this by saying that Cal was saying that we are not living an intentional mm. life. And some people might have to detox or be digitally minimalistic. I don't know if it's the right term to to have an intentional life. And that I'm trying to figure out what an intentional mm. life. is. OK, well, so I want to preface your preface by saying like, OK, uh, I, that was a messy quote that you gave me. So I don't want to say that, like, you need to live a digital, like no one's saying you or anybody needs to do anything, but I got you. Okay. But okay, what, okay. Yeah. Understood. So, but what an intentional life is and how this for me is a means of living an intentional life is like, I have a slightly addictive uh, personality. So if I really like a, like a type of food, I will fucking get that food all the time. And I'll, it'll be really easy for me to only have that or, um, like coffee. I drink way too much, but, and then the phone, especially it's a very addictive personality. And when, I say addictive, it means I do it despite knowing it has negative effects on me. So I can go 30 minutes to an hour scrolling on my phone mindlessly and in the middle of scrolling and somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm telling myself, get off the phone, go do something else. Like you're not doing anything. Just get away, go. And and, okay. then, and yeah. I stay I on for that. 20, 30, 40, and then like an hour passes and I put the phone down and it's not like, you know, combo, it's not like, Oh, I feel good. Like I just did my work. Like I just met some, I just listened to some cool shit. Like I watched combos post and I feel better. It's like, yeah. I feel like a piece of shit and I put the phone down and it's like, where the fuck did an hour ago? Sorry for my cussing, but that's how it, fe- that, no, that's no how worries, it feels. No like, worries. Where did an hour go? And that would happen so consistently. Right. And so for me, that feels like I'm not the driver in my own life. And so if I can't control how I spend my time, I'm not living an intentional life. Like intention, meaning like you choose how you live your life. And that dictates so much uh, the ethos, at least how I live my life is like, I want to at least if I could die tomorrow, I want to at least die knowing like I chose the life I lived. I wasn't living by someone else's means or I wasn't um, living, you know, just to feed into these addictions. I have so whatever your addictions are like could be food. It could be drugs. It could be social media. It could be whatever. 
I don't want to feed into the addiction and I don't want that to lead my life. I don't want to be led by that impulse. So for me, living an intentional life is just to, to live a life in accordance with what I truly want and to spend an hour at least every day scrolling and then putting the phone down and saying that was a waste of time every day. For me, right, for me, that right. wasn't an intentional life. Right. Okay. So I got a few responses cool. to that. Do, don't you believe that um, an addictive and even OCD personality often leads could often lead to greatness absolutely man i think it's a gift and a curse for me i think kobe kobe has right. that you know like and i always try i always for try sure. to channel my inner kobe and in, when i played basketball and i think that's why i had some success and then uh even now to this day with the work i do i think i'm i'm progressing because of that um but then i also have to be aware where it doesn't help me you know what i mean right for sure so uh everybody goes through sometimes they go through social media i mean an hour is excessive um you know when i go to the grocery store man i love sweets yeah. you know and when i <laughs> when i see the sweets they put it right by the aisle so you could you know buy it but i really i don't know if this could help you but what i think about is like how will i feel after yeah sweet for sure you know what i mean and kind of like do you feel there could have been a more practical way than, than than detoxing for 30 days maybe in that first 10 minutes realizing i've been doing this for 10 minutes Maybe I should stop because I know I'm not going to feel good in about 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to. I just want to say too, I'm not like uh, super anti-technology or anything, but um, this is just something I've been working on. But is that how I'm, is that how I'm making you out to be? I, <laughs> I guess I know. I'm just like being super careful. <laughs> oh, I'm be- this uh, no, nah, this would be great for podcasting, man. I could just play devil's advocate no, all day. No, it's really quiet. good. It's that's good. Just, um, so yeah. your question was. Um, Ten yeah, I was telling you how, like, you know, when I see the sweets, you know, te- I realize that I'm probably not going to feel good. So I might not even have the sweets or I might buy something smaller in a smaller yeah. package. You know what I mean? I would think that you might be able to do the same with social media. If you've done this for the past 10 days, an hour, in that first 10 minutes on the 11th day, you might realize in about 50 minutes, I'm not going to feel good about this when I'm about no, to No, that's a good question. And it's like uh, they note this in the book. And, it's, and I think this is something that so basically what you're saying is like can't you have some willpower you know like you're a strong yeah and i think that's an important thing i to, think it to is too man. i think it is life. i think it is too man and like um especially with food that's like the that's the approach we take is like okay um you know these foods aren't bad for you but why are you still eating them and it's you know the food is a whole nother conversation but um but with the right. social media it's right. like so many people my, myself included would beat up for the beat up themselves because of this, they're like, I have no willpower, man. I can't put this damn phone down. I'm addicted, you know. I, I think you have to figure, like, just like a basketball game, you have to figure out a way to, yeah, beat for it. sure. Like, there's for sure, no, nobody's gonna, for sure. And, and so, but what they note in the book is that, like, as much as we should be, you know, this is goes back to being intentional. You're basically saying be intentional with how you use this thing that that is willpower. Exactly. So, but also, um, people will need to give themselves a little more credit in that, like, these apps aren't there's this quote in the book that, uh, one of the former, you know, early engineers, Tristan Harris, uh, he was one of the first Google engineers. He said, look, yeah, um, the quote was, um, there's this perception that technology is neutral and that we get to choose how to use it. And that's just not true. And that was the quote. And, and it goes into okay. this whole thing, how these apps have, you know, Facebook owns Instagram and then Google has its own chain of, you know, apps. And these guys have, they have millions of dollars, multi-millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to invest in the best engineers to literally engineer ways to get you addicted to these apps. And so you're continually in this feedback loop of 
um, notification and the way things are designed and the way things are placed. So it's literally, you know, uh, tricking your brain into being addicted. That's not to say that you can't have a healthy relationship with it. That's not, that's not to say that that doesn't affect everybody, but for someone like me, I was so deep in a wormhole of addiction, I would call it like, uh, yeah, I think calling yourself like an addict and whatever can be, can be a weak way to take it. But at some point also you have to be self-aware. And for me, I was self-aware, like on that 10th day when I had been on Instagram an hour a day in a row, in a row, right you know, I would be like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to put it down this time. I'm gonna put it, and then it just wouldn't happen combo. So like, and then, you know, the self beating up only compiled even more because I'm like, here I am trying to work on it. And I had posted about this far beyond before this and still I wasn't getting any progress. And so for me to answer your original question, like, would I, ha- why do I have to be so dramatic with the 30 day? Um, yeah. I basically took the book's advice the book talks about that and the, and the quote he says is you can't have like a soft you know passive approach to a really big problem like this is this is not a uh, a small relationship you have with your phone like it's deeply embedded in your brain and i'm sure anybody can attest to the relationship they have with their phone if if you didn't have a phone for a week there was there'd be so many times you'd be like what the heck? what am i like you'd be looking for sure be, and so for sure. 30 days is um it's 30 days is dramatic enough to really make you uh, reflect on your relationship with it. Get over like a detox period, which is like a week and t- or two weeks at least where you're just going to be looking for it. And then from there you kind of find different alternatives to how you spend your time. And so the 30 days is really to completely, and it's supposed to be a dramatic change to dramatically change your relationship with technology. Yeah. I mean, and, and you said on your podcast, how they, these companies, they, they play to people's insecurities but I mean, that was happening a lot, but way before social media, like all the like, you know, the Coke commercials with, with skinny girls on the beach or whatever. And then fat people would feel insecure about it. So this has been happening for a long time. You yeah, know? for sure. And, you know, cigarette sort of thing too, but I'm not like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it, it's like, it right. doesn't make it like something I want to have in my life, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So how did it go for you? Kind of like the podcast question we started out earlier with, what did you learn from it that you thought that wasn't even expected? Uh, I learned that there's a lot of, uh, well, you know, I learned it was harder than I fucking thought, man. I, the first week I was so good about it. Second week I was really good about it. Um, but third week I, I downloaded it twice, I think, to like follow people back. And then the, the last five days of the 30 days, I downloaded it every day. So I cheated and I, I quote unquote like failed the full 30 day experiment, even though I still deem it a success. So that, that surprised right. me that like, no matter how much conviction I had as to how good this would be for me, no matter, even though I've released a podcast episode, even though I was telling everybody about it, I still fell victim to being too curious to help myself. I had to download it. Um, Instagram in particular is the one I'm always talking about. Cause that's like the one that is the most part of my life. Um, so that surprised me. And then it, it was nice. It was a pleasant surprise to see a, uh, a more clear, like, relationship build with it and and for me to be way more clear on exactly how i want to use it moving forward so like i i know for sure what are my favorite benefits from it now um and so i'm very sure to like if i'm using social media now it's like to do those few things that i really love about it and if i'm not doing that it's like a clear put it down or delete the app for a day 
Yeah, taking breaks from something is a good thing. Like even with the gym, I mean, thirty days I think is excessive. Me personally, but for the gym, like, even when you take yeah, a couple of the gym, that's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. When you take two days off and you come back, you just feel like you're ready to attack for everything, sure. you know. And I rarely take two, but you know what I mean. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think, uh, but taking a break from anything in your life will help you yes. reevaluate the relationship you have with it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. You've had over 60 guests. Now you've spoken to a lot of people in the athletic performance world. I have a question for you because I've been stretching my whole life, right? Since cool. I was 18. And I think and it makes me feel great. You know, I'm going to continue to do it. But in terms of athletic performance of, I had Paul favorites. Oh the man. Show. Lucky had, dude. He's sick. Yeah, he is sick. And he, he says static stretching probably has no benefit at all to athletic hmm. performance. What are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, because I know you talk to a lot of great people. I know you have a lot of knowledge yourself. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on athletic performance and flexibility and stretching and everything. I would say Paul knows way more than I do. But (laughs) I think I would trust Paul. But I would be curious to ask him or you if you know, like, uh, what type of stretching, if not static, then is beneficial. Yeah, he likes dynamic before. And then he said he just wasn't into static after. But he said a lot of his clients and even – Colby is a guy who always stretched and he felt that it was just placebo for Mm. Colby. Yeah, maybe man. And, uh, I would say if, if there's a benefit that I could sneak into with static stretching, uh, and even me, man, like as much as you think I'm, I I don't know how, I don't know. I'm not like a huge static stretching advocate. I'm all about yoga these days and kind of using, well, there's some holding, there's some holding stretch. Yeah. But I would, I would say those are strength building, you know, like if you're in a deep, if you're in a deep lunge stretch, I would say that's yeah. working on muscles just as much as it's working on your flexibility. And I would definitely argue flexibility is good for athletic performance, but I could see static stretching, you know, there's no benefits, but I, if I was to play devil's advocate as you were doing such a great job of, I would say, um, <laughs> I would say if you're going to do some static stretching, um, turn off the music or have some like light ambient music and use it as a, mindfulness meditation exercise which will have a benefit on your athletic performance i think if you are more mindful so if you're you know stretching your hips and it really hurts and static stretching is really boring and painful sometimes you just breathe and breathe and breathe and and try to let that tension slowly release i think that is a great mindfulness exercise and meditation that will apply to sports so if you're feeling pain or agitation on the court in the game when a yeah when the ref does something bad or your coach is yelling at you or you miss a shot and you feel that uncomfortableness instead of reacting to it and moving right away or responding, having a pause and breathing into that and, and living with intention to do a, a full circle talk right there. Yeah. You know, Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy, he preaches and it's kind of like what you're saying. Uh, yoga is kind of like a form of this. He, he preaches um, strength and length, getting both done at the same yeah, time. Yeah. You that, and you know, I'm like, I'm not like dogmatic with anything. So I'm still learning. Like I would say again, Paul knows way better than me. And then um, my buddy over at on it, Christian Placencia is big on combining stretching with some sort of strength. So he does. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It really like is that. cool. And I can see how that would work. Like, um, you know, flexibility requires some sort of resistance or strength included to make it actually effective. So that's actually an idea I've been playing with myself. So I hope uh, I get a little more athletic. Nice, nice. Max, man, it was uh, great talking to you. You're always welcome back on the show. Tell the people where they can find you and what days you're on social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm using it. I'm being really clear to use it like as a professional platform and still be able to learn and, and check out people I like, like you. So I'm back on. I'm back on. Cool, man. Appreciate. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate your support. And you always reaching out when you like a podcast. I always course, appreciate man. you, Max. I Just appreciate to let you, you know too, that. man. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'd say that's the best part. It's kind of like the home base for everything I'm doing. Uh, I have the podcast. It's called Looking Up, and um, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Max W McCoy. And uh, from there, you can check out everything. I have all the links there. And I have a, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I have a course. So everything's found on the Instagram. Check me out there. It's cool. Dope, man. Max, you're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. And big shouts to Max for joining in. We appreciate you. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Go get that done for me. Let me know how you feel about the show. Check out our Patreon page. I'll put a link in the description for that. Also, man, take a screenshot of this episode. Post it on your IG story. Tag me. I'll repost it. Be on the lookout for episode 121. Combo out.